0: football prizes sponsors
1: club at 22 football prizes gives you a chance to win the very best prizes the beautiful game has to offer this week you can win a signed steve davis Ranger shirt presented in a bespoke frame with led lights and a built-in tv tickets for this one-of-a-kind prize cost just three pounds 56 when you use code club at 22 go to footballprizes.co.uk or click the link in the description for this podcast to get your tickets Hello everyone, and welcome back to Club Deck Corner here on Club at Twenty Two, the Rangers Podcast. In a rather disappointing week, we have to somehow pick ourselves back up, as we have the small matter of the first group stage game of the Champions League against Ajax and Holland on Wednesday night. However, I fear that may take a wee bit of a backseat at the start as we try to debrief the disaster that was Saturday. Uh, I am your host, Scott Carney, and before I introduce the guys, not that they need an introduction, I have to. Start with a massive thank you to everyone uh, for giving me something positive to be about on uh, Sunday as we smash through 3k subscribers, which is just bonkers, it really is for this podcast. Uh, it's I cannot thank yous enough for the, the support, and I've said it before, it is only just the start. So thank you very much, everybody. <clears throat> also, a few coffee miles slipped through the net my apologies so robert larry and lorraine and for the coffees thank you very much al as well who signed up to the coffee buying membership much appreciated and last but not least we have had a few more people sign up to the club at 22 supporter and next level supporter on uh, youtube um so things might be poor for our team right now but uh it's kind of blown me away just how much the support is beginning to grow for this podcast Uh, and we genuinely appreciate it from the bottom of my heart, I genuinely appreciate it, we love doing this, it's never a chore, even Saturday was probably the biggest chore we've ever done, (laughs) having to sit here and debrief a game like that, but uh, yeah, I really do appreciate it Uh, and I'm looking forward to see what comes next with the pod. Okay, enough of that, Scott Gemmell, how are you mate?
2: Um, hi Carney, still still pretty despondent if I'm being honest. I'm usually quite good at well after a defeat, kind of compartmentalising that. Uh, sorry, can't even speak there. Putting my thoughts away and sort of compartmentalizing them. Um but I've not been able to do so this week. I still feel so so dis- despondent about the result at the weekend there. I should really be looking forward to be what, for Rangers playing tomorrow night in the Champions League and to watch some of the Champions League games that are on tonight. But to be honest, I can't really bring myself to, to get into any, any kind of excitement because of what we witnessed at the weekend there.
1: Yeah, if you're in like me, there's just random outbursts of just going, But why did we do that? But why did we do that? And why did he do that? Uh, yeah, every now and again, it just kind of flashes back to you, mate. I've been busy at work, mate, but it's not really helped matters because a lot of people are going to see support that team, um, which is always a laugh. It's always a laugh when you walk in and you've got about three or four of them waiting for you. Uh, Ryan, how are you,
3: mate? I pretty much the same, lads. Not quite at the stage where I'm over it, or um, it's water under the bridge. It's still very fresh in the memory. Um, however, that's a great way to start the pod. That's a bit, here a bit of support and the coffee buyers, and it's and as you say, getting to three thousand is phenomenal. I think a lot of that is to do with Ali Pearson being in Cancun. <laughs> but, um, no, it's great. It really is great. And, You've got to kind of surf through the negative comments on on YouTube sometimes um, for us, but I I, I read all of them, and um, some of the some of the positive comments we get, some of the support we get on on YouTube is, it's hard, sort of overwhelming, it really is. So yes, thank you to all them. That is a positive spin on what has been a bad few days.
1: Yeah, and just quickly on that, look. There is always going to be moon howlers. There is always going to be while we're on this platform. There is always going to be moon howlers. You have to just let them, and it's water off a duck's back. Generally, I don't, I don't care what they think of us. I, honestly, I lose very little sleep over it. Uh, they are, their spelling makes me laugh quite a lot. And the the personal insults for knowing me for about I don't know five minutes that they watch the pod um, always give me a chuckle as well. Uh, what I will say is we've had a few negative comments as well from um, Rangers fans, or it looks like Rangers fans again. It's hard to tell when um, it's just a, a kind of a faceless a faceless comment um, on on YouTube or or whatever. But what I will say is the people that support this podcast and the people that have supported this podcast from the start. They understand where we're coming from. They might disagree, but when they disagree, it's always done in the nicest possible way, as it should be. We're allowed to disagree. We're Rangers fans. We will always disagree on things. There's no doubt about it. And we called it as we've seen it on on Saturday. Um, And to be honest, I think very little has changed. Um, So tonight, um, I'm going to go through. We're going to go through a number of things, really. Uh, I'm not really going to try. I'm going to try and stay away from really breaking down the game because I think we really did enough of that. On Saturday even though I started it by saying I'm not going to break down the game And then broke down pretty much every single goal <laughs> <laughs> But um, It was just the way it was at the time But today I'm going to try and dig a little bit deeper uh, And in my personal opinion This podcast tonight is I think On reflection And I know it's very easy to be knee-jerk And I, I don't think I'm being knee-jerk now Because I've had a few days to think about it Um There is... I myself personally have papered over cracks. I have allowed myself to be be Scotia for a change and glass half full stuff. I have, I have been like that, uh, whereas now there is far too many things now that are cropping up and the whole manner of Saturday has just raised so many questions for me and alarm bells have not dimmed at all. They really haven't. So we will, I'll just say we'll start with, with Saturday. Um, first off, I want to start collectively as a team and as a coaching staff. What we witnessed, nothing went right on Saturday. It's pretty clear um, from top to bottom: the attitude, the hunger, the tempo, the application, the desire—everything that you want didn't work. Nothing happened. It is so similar to February um, that I suppose, Scotia. This is a very open question, but I would like—I would like to hear what your answer is. Why did this happen?
2: <laughs> oh, that's a that's a million dollar question, isn't
1: it? And you would uh, be very
2: rich if you knew the well, answer your, to that. In
1: your ve in your very professional opinion, mate, I would like to know what you think. What went wrong?
2: Yeah. Do you know what? For me, I know we're, we'll probably get stuck into the the coaching staff here an awful lot as well. But for me, I think on that day it was all the players, players that have not really brought anything to the season so far. Maybe done it in a game or two. I think collectively, pretty much every single player, barring maybe. Cholak and Barisic have to have a look at themselves with that, that lively performance that they gave because you you did see it in some bits that Geo's screaming at the side of the pitch because for that goal where Kents and Kamara and Lundström are all just standing about on their heels that Gio's going mental on the touchline when you see that and yeah I think the players just didn't show up and you're you liking it back to the game in February there and I feel even worse this time round than i did after the the game in february because i think there did seem to be a wee bit of an improvement from us in the second half in that game in february whereas this time round we weren't and celtic were just they were sitting there just waiting to toy with us when when they could it was um, really disappointing all round.
1: yes mate um ryan scorsa brings up a point there that this one does feel worse than than february my opinion is why it feels worse, mate, is because it's happened again. Uh, lessons are not being learned, and I don't see that changing.
3: It's definitely worse. It's definitely worse because it is, this, it's the first old firm game of the season. You expect them to be at it, especially after what happened in February. They know how this Celtic team play, the high tempo. I've praised them enough on Saturday way over than I should have. Really. They were the better team. They are the better team at the moment. And that's, that's where I'll park it. This is about Rangers. This is a Rangers podcast. So I am going to rip into them a bit. How have they not learned from how that team play? We criticise Aberdeen or Dundee United for their performances at Celtic Park and say, oh, look at them. They're lying down to Celtic and look at this. And these scores are a joke. <laughs> Our record at Celtic Park is horrific for professional footballers. is horrific, the goals, the amount of goals we've conceded at Celtic Park over the years. Yes, there were points when we were down in divisions or we were just back up, but the goals. But it's so many times they've scored five goals against at Celtic Park and three goals last last year at four four um four on Saturday. I worry. There's a mentality thing with them at Celtic Park. I do. I know they've won, like Tavini has won there twice, or Tavernier and goals have won there twice, but they need to be so much stronger and so much more switched on than that. And it worries me. It really does worry me that they just they have this collapse in them because that's a few times where I said to my dad, it's certain Saturday. I said this this they could get the record today. They could beat the record for the whole Firm game. They could definitely do it. We look as if we're just going to concede seven, eight goals here today. And that's worrying because this is a team who have been invested in. This is a team that Gio has built now, and I keep saying that. These are players he's decided to keep, and it's a team he's built. I'm concerned about so many things, Carly, so many things, and we can point the finger at the board. Yes, they do deserve criticism, and we we will, we will get on to that, I'm sure, but if we just look at the players and what they're not doing right, and if that's if Gio's telling them to... He said they were prepared in his post these post-matches said they were ready for the multi-ball, for the quick attacking. Why were they not ready when we were on the pitch? Why are they not doing it? Is that because they're not reacting to the coaching staff's instructions? Is that because they don't have the hunger anymore? There's so many questions about this team now and these questions will continue, especially when you think we play in the Champions League tomorrow night. <laughs> We've all said it, Everybody said it's a joke, but wouldn't be surprised if we get a result. Wouldn't be surprised if we turn in the performance. Wouldn't be surprised if we come out of the traps and look really like a sharp team. There's something about them against Celtic that they... Maybe not just Celtic, in fact, against domestically this season, because you can look at four games this season in the USG game, the Livingston game, the Hibs game, and now that game where they have been so off it, they have been lucky to get a point in one of those games, even three points at Livingston. They have been so off what is, what is required and I don't believe for a second you just get out there and say, nah, just carry on, you'll be all right, you'll get the three points today. There's something, either they're not reacting to the coaching staff or the coaching staff aren't, they're just not putting out the right rest, there's something broken and it's concerning at this time of season.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't think there's any great doubt, mate. Um, Scotia, I think you, from the way you answered the first question, mate, I think you're kind of probably all on the lines of what I'm about to say, that, I, I can't genuinely in my head, whether I don't want to accept it, whether I don't want to understand any sort of excuse that might be put forward for it, for a, for a Rangers team to be going to Parkhead for the for the first Old Firm game of the season, to not have hunger, to not look like they wanted to put everything on the line, to not want to go to battle. For me, mate, it's unforgivable, genuinely unforgivable. Unfor- and if you, if you think that's... For, for, OK, as a player for Rangers, you're at the wrong club. So, collectively, mate, something within the team, within the core of the team, maybe it is coming from the coaching staff, I am guess we're never going to really know, but the attitude on Saturday is one of the worst that I've ever seen any Rangers team have, especially in an old firm game.
2: Yeah, and you know the really concerning thing about that is, I mean, we've been here in the past, over the past few seasons under Gerard and Geo, Games at Parkhead, there are other old firm games as well, for that matter, where there's been certain players that haven't turned up, and we kind of know who those players are. Um, but the really concerning thing for me is that there's some players that you wouldn't expect that to happen to, that happened to at the weekend there. Your likes of Goldsons, your likes of Tavs, your likes of Stephen Davis, Ryan Kent. You know, these were these are sort of some of the players that'll usually come in at an old firm game and and really shows you know they can see what it means, even if overall the performance isn't great. I just didn't get any vibe from that at the weekend there. They just all seem to pretty much every single one of them seem to throw in the towel.
1: Yeah, and I think if we we well we all acknowledge that they've got a better depth um in squad, I, I think that's true. However, I don't I almost don't think it matters when we've got a team that don't want to fight don't have the hunger, don't have the desire, don't want to be a Rangers team Um, because what we've seen on Saturday isn't a Rangers team. Um, There are too many of the players that have been here for too long for them not to understand what an old firm game means to everybody. Do you know what I mean? Everybody associated with Rangers, there's no excuse for it at all. And the the absolute radio silence of every single player you've seen on social media, they've been banned from social media. You can blatantly see that they have because they know they would be opening themselves up to all sorts of criticism. Um, They've been told don't go on social media at all. Uh, But for me... um, just if you think that's acceptable, if you think uh, if they're already over it, or genuinely, I believe if they're already over it, they're the wrong. I know professional footballers they move on quick, etc. But if you think that's acceptable and you've already forgotten about it, I, I'm sorry. I've not forgotten about it, so you certainly shouldn't be feel sorry for it. It's especially how much money we are paying towards your wages. Um, there's no way you should be forgetting about something like that. Um, right, I want to move on to um, Gio's style of play. Um, how did he honestly think, mate, genuinely, uh, that Steve Davis, that Glenn Kamara and John Lundstrom in a team, going to Parkhead, knowing what Celtic were going to do, knowing the pace that they, they have within their team, how quickly they want to move the ball, how quickly they want to break on you. How, how did he think it was going to work? And Steve Scott Wright was the backup plan, mate, to play him out right. Why did he not play him on the right-hand side and put Tillman in the middle and at least give Tillman a chance?
3: This is now my biggest concern about Giovanni Bronckhorst. I last season I was backing him to the help because I said he needs to dress his Gerard's team and he needs to get his own style and his own players, which he definitely earned. He definitely earned that with his, with his performances in in Europe, his tactical um, decisions in Europe, the way he set his team up, etc. It's just another domestic feeling for me with him i feel as if we have been i'm going to call it as i see it I'm, i think we've been pretty much rotten in the league i think we've been really really poor especially away from home so negative and i think i can't remember if i said in the pod that i was just ranting and message messaged it, whatever it was I spoke to so many people but you watch them and the goalkeeper rolls it to the defender he turns Takes it on the spin and plays it to the midfielder, who takes it on the spin and plays it to an attacker or a winger. They're three passes and they're up the pitch. And for me, that that's that's effective. That's attacking football. That's clearly not Geo's style, but this three defensive midfielders uh, will it will cost him his job. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. I've seen it with Gerrard. I've seen it I've seen it with Warburton as well. We have been crying out for attacking midfielders and a right winger for four, five years, something like that, round about that, something about to tell us. Gio's tactics concern me massively because he needs, to, I said it after the Hibs game, again, don't know if I said it in the pod, I should have, if I didn't, then he needs to change it domestically. Whether that's his philosophy or not, Nord fans have said he's very stubborn and he'll stick with his philosophy. If he does not change it domestically, he will be gone. Of that, I'm absolutely convinced because playing three central defensive midfielders or two sometimes at Ibrooks will finish you. It will finish you because you need to score goals, you need to get that second goal, you need to attack. And it just looked as if he was trying to play possession football, then hopefully get a long one to Kent. and, and that, It's just, he's really let himself down and he, he deserves a lot of criticism. He does, and you know how much a fan I'm of in Broncos, but he deserves a lot of criticism for his tactics at the moment and they will come under severe scrutiny. This weekend when we play against Aberdeen, yeah, I think that's arguably the bigger game out of the out of
1: this week, mate. is Always. what happens on Saturday, and <clears throat> I'm not sure he understands that. Genuinely. Uh, and but which is kind of it's baffling from a guy that's played here. It's a guy that's he, he he knows what the clubs he's meant to know what the club is all about. Um there is, uh, there's a, a whole other topic within that About the board and etc I mean you could, I said, you could go down all sorts of rabbit holes here um, I'm going to try my hardest not to Because we could be here for hours <laughs> um, Scotia Ryan's right I think we should be worried And see domestically um, I think the stat that i seen was We are 16 for 30 Sixteen points out of thirty, yeah. and we've got a neutral goal, goal difference right now away from home. <laughs> I, I mean that—that's that—that is—that's Aberdeen standards, that's Heart standards, Hib standards, even. Um, that's not going to win you a league. If we're going to be honest, mate, I, I can't remember. We have seen flashes of great play. We have, but uh, maybe I'm being a wee bit too tinfoil hat here. The goals that we've seen that have been that. Free flowing, kind of quick passing movement. That was Gerard. That's Gerard. I think that's the players resulting back to what Gerard's taught them there and not what exactly Gio's trying to teach. Because right now, mate, we are so predictable in the league. The the tactics are going to be exactly the same. We know what we're going to do. We, we're excited to go to Ibrooks. I'm not 100% sure we're excited to go and watch the football that we're going to see at Ibrooks. Uh, I, I think that's just me. But yeah, as I say, the cracks are. I'm not papering over on them anymore, and should we be concerned? make that Gio's not gonna—he's not going to change it.
2: Yeah, I think we do now after that performance at the weekend, because I'm—I'm I'm guilty of kind of giving people far too much benefit of the doubt and allowing them to kind of rectify it. Whereas after that, like you say, when Geo first came in, he had that wee bounce from after the the League Cup game against Celtic. Obviously, wasn't in charge or not Celtic, sorry, Hibs. It wasn't in charge for up until Christmas. We were looking pretty really good went on that wee bit of a run could is that down to the new manager bounce type of thing back after christmas and there was just too many results particularly from home where we just look poor slow pedestrian and he's carried that into this season you know like like you say there in terms of you can't even know what rangers are going to do when they're when they're breaking up the park and you've seen it quite an, an awful lot this season it'll get past up to the midfield the midfielder piss about away for a wee while and they're kind of waiting on Tav to make the overlap in the right. And like you can you sit and watch it and you go, as an opposition player, it must be so easy to defend that, that you know exactly what the team are going to do. And it's it's getting... Geo coming in, yes, he played for Rangers. So you he should, he should know all about it. But you t- t- get this kind of feeling that it's not fully appreciating what Scottish football's like. I get that mm-hmm. wee sense in it that he's... he's maybe thinking no if I play can play to me, this style that I want to play which is perfectly suited for Europe would be perfectly suited for a European league but we're playing in Scotland and we've come across this in the in the past. They, obviously like when coming in wanting to play a certain way couldn't Walter comes back in and sorts it, it reverts right back to how you should be playing the, the game in Scotland. Seen it with Warburton what was Warburton's plan B do plan A better. It's not the case. I think we've not got this. We need need other options, I think. And he's going to have to get get it right very, very soon because we've got, what, taking the Champions League games away this month away. We've got, what, two or three games until international break. And then we've got that chunky games in between the start of um, October till November before the World Cup. And we really need to, we can't afford to lose any game, really. Because if we do, because at the moment, you can't see Celtic dropping points, now they could, but you can't really, you wouldn't see that with any confidence, really. So we really, really need to keep on top of it until until the, the World Cup. And right now, I'm finding it difficult to kind of see how that's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the performances in Europe. The best football we've played under Gio has been in Europe. Uh, there's, there's no argument, I don't think, in that. I think we, by far, have played the best football in Europe. And, yeah, yeah, and it's all resorting back to the kind of growing um, opinion that Gio van Bronkers won't win us. The league domestically But he'll probably win every cup that he's involved in Obviously taking away the Champions League I doubt very much no matter How staunch you are You actually believe that Rangers are going to win the Champions League But I I do think Right now the predictability is 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 so I mean You put Double up on Kent Double up on Tav We don't have very much going That's pretty much it Barisic will need to do a lot to get up and down and do his overlaps Which he does do But again, if we're even playing Tillman on the sort of right-hand side, if you like, with Tav being the overlap to that. It doesn't work. We've seen that it doesn't work and it's, it feels too much square peg round hole um, stuff uh, and I can't understand why. Do you know what I mean? And it probably leads me very nicely on to the board, everybody's favourite everybody's favorite conversation at the moment. Ryan, have the board left Geo out to dry? Or has Gio kind of left himself out to dry by, looking? he's not got the greatest grasp of the English language. I get that. I think that's, I'm going to be slightly controversial and say, I think that's slightly put on with the media. Um, and I think he's kind of like the Alfredo Morelos. I don't speak very good English sometimes when I think he, he, he does just just fine. But he could have made the comment and the pressure when asked about the window um, what do you see happening in the last couple of days Of the, the 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 transfer window He says I'm happy with the squad He could have said I would like to add a one, or, one or two Or one more to the squad But we'll see what happens Which then kind of takes the, the onus off of him And kind of puts it back onto the board So uh, it's hard for us to answer Because the board have Seemed to have vanished And the cat's got their tongue Because um, they're, they're, they're the communication with the fans is getting worse. If that was even possibly a thing, but in your opinion, mate, is this Geo, or is it the board?
3: Well, he's very good at he's very good at uh, media trend answers, Geo, and especially Rangers, the Rangers media is very good at just those standard questions that are asked him. And he's good at just giving those box tick answers, which is fine because that's what you do for for your club media. So he could have said, we're always looking to add quality. I might be reading too much into it when he said, no, I'm happy with the squad. I can't believe he'd be happy with the squad. I can't believe that for a second when he knows going into an old firm game, two of his signings aren't on, well, one of his signings isn't even on the bench in Matondo, which is a big concern for me, because that's one of the attacking options that he's brought into mitigate this problem where we can't create chances which I've not mentioned about Is again we'd created little if any chances again on Saturday which is it's a thing it's beyond a thing now Yilmaz I don't know what's happened to Yilmaz I don't know why he's here if why did we sign him why did we spend five four six million whatever it was on this boy and he's sitting on the bench on the biggest biggest game of season so far uh, Morelos, who has been a problem to him this season and a problem to Rangers, once again, with his attitude. He's not anywhere near where he should be. So I can't believe when he's been asked that, that he's not thinking, yeah, I need to bring two or three in. Definitely need to bring two. Whether Yomaz isn't up to speed or you know Ben Davies is injured, that's fine, I appreciate that happens. Matondo's not up to speed or not settled in, or there's something not right for him to not be on the squad at all. Is, is he seen enough of one on the training pitch to say ah, he's not good enough, or I don't know what's happened there? But no way do I believe that Van Bronckhorst thinks that's a good enough team before Saturday. So, but we do know as well. Someone brought up a good point that Gerard did say before he left. He said that he he'd obviously spoke to the board. And he'd asked the board for for more. He wanted to. I can't remember if it was an interview with Jamie Carragher. I can't remember who it was. Scotia, might remember? but he said that he'd wanted to to go again and take take us to the kind of next level. And he didn't feel that was the case from the board. And when he left, he did say that people will find out why I left. He may, I think he mentioned that in social media or something. I hope the fans understand once things come out that why I left. So if you want to read between the lines there, that there's maybe something the board aren't giving managers what they want or they're entertaining the shareholders more than they're, they're investing in the team. It's all guesswork for us. It's all guesswork for the fans because the fans are kept in the dark. And just remember to pay your MyJairs and remember to pay your season ticket payment. Don't forget to pay the high Champions League t- t- ticket prices. Oh, and here's a fan engagement um survey if you want to take that as well. I seen that coming out today. Ha <laughs> ha. Chuckle, chuckle. But yeah, listen, it's it's all it's all guesswork. And that these are the things annoyingly that we'll all fall out about as fans and we'll all argue with each other on Twitter and whoa go, you you know nothing, it's this guy, it's Geo, it's a board. Yeah. We're left in the dark and we shouldn't. And it's just a lack of it's a lack of engagement that the, the club keeps saying that like they pride themselves on.
1: Scotia, I think the the bit's that's frustrating me most with the board right now is the whole financial fair play thing that's been floated about, and <clears throat> brains are going to be looked into, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, there's going to be new regulations. All this, the board actually have an excuse that they could buff up in order to release to the to the fans and say, "Oh, look, this is why we didn't do this." They almost have like a, a pre-planned excuse, as if it's going kind to of have been plucked out of nowhere. But they still have nothing, we still have absolutely zero. And I look, I know, I get it's just after I old from defeat, I guess, I get that everybody's still not in the best frame of mind about what we've witnessed. Um, but I do think the board have to have some form of communication with the fans about what's going on here, about why it's happened. Is this just the, the same old thing, mate, that Ryan's just said? Um, thank you, fan, all you are is money to us.
2: It certainly feels like that. It certainly feels like that. I think I'm not expecting the board to come out and tell us every single inner working kind of how, how Rangers work mm-hmm. and operate as a football club. But I do think there needs to be a wee bit more given out there. Like you say, I think the financial fair play stuff does have an awful lot to do with maybe the way that the windows went. But then equally, you look at that transfer window. In our field and Davis, we're both given new contracts. Now, I don't imagine they're getting taking a massive pay cut or anything. If anything, maybe a slight pay rise. Um, McGregor gets signed up in a new contract as well. So the board, Ross Wilson, are saying to Geo, you know, you can do this. And then Gio's just accepting that as well. So the blame lies in everyone because there's no way that we needed both Arfield and Davis on longer term contracts. It's, it's just pushing the, the can further down the road and getting replacements into that area. It probably does have an awful lot to do with the financial fair play stuff. Surely the board could come out and say, this is the reason why. I remember there was a period maybe about two years back or so that the board did start to come out and they were engaging. There was a wee period for a couple of months where they're doing that, but they've kind of reverted back to kind of radio silence at the minute. And it's it's frustrating, particularly when you see the results and performances at the weekend there. But it, we're not asking too much to just get a wee bit more update and things like that, I would, I would say.
1: Yeah. And then obviously Dave King comes out. Um, with, his mega, matters, with, with his mega with each megaphone every time every time things are going wrong, Big Dave shows up <laughs> and look, I, look, well, I'm not criticizing Dave King for what he done for our football club, but pick your moments, Dave eh? I mean,
3: I mean how how he's, many times he's did he pick his moment? He oh, that's true. That. That's, Ta- that's, that's he probably true. did that. He probably did that interview like last week and just said edit the score when just <laughs> score,
1: Matt. Yeah. But look, he says a lot of things that we probably agree with, but again, I just don't think we need to Air or dirty laundry in public. Do you know what I mean? Speak with the board. Do it privately. Do you know what I mean? But I'm not sure there's much of a communication between the board and Dave King right now, and that's why he chooses to do it the way that he the way that he's doing it. Um I promise we'll move on soon, lads. I promise. Uh, I want to speak just quickly before we wrap it up, just about a few individual players. Um and it's not that I'm singling them out or anything, uh, but I feel like we wouldn't be wouldn't be doing it justice if we didn't speak about them. Um, the first one, unfortunately, is McLaughlin. Um, we all called for it, and we all pretty much said that McLaughlin should be our number one, um, Ryan. But the I have watched the came back for my sins, mate, because I wanted to make sure I was right on certain things. With um, for the pod and um, for the pod generally for the podcast, I didn't take any sort of enjoyment in it. It's not good viewing, mate. Uh, it's not, uh, in my opinion. He's at fault. At the end, he is at the fault for three goals. There are certain decisions that he makes that ultimately lead to the to the goal or doesn't perform good enough. Um, That's probably with the first goal. The first goal, he should save. Uh, I just didn't get a strong enough hand to it. He should save. It can happen, I get that, but not in days like that. The second goal, no matter how much a good finish it is from Jota, uh, he gives them that space to hit. Ha- He 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 doesn't even rush out. It's not as if he's going full pelt to come out for it. He just gives some space because my personal opinion, at that point, stay in your line. Just stay on your line, cover your near post. I'm not a goalkeeper, but cover your cover your near your near post and he probably doesn't score from that angle. He might, he still might, but you're giving it me, you're making it a lot more difficult for him than what it was. Um, even a goal again I don't want somebody saying It was a good goal Yes I get that I understand that uh, And the fourth goal mate is
0: <laughs>
1: That's the worst goal I have ever seen Rangers concede In an old form game I have never seen a goal worse than that In my life And that to me That one goal Is everything that's wrong Right now with the team uh, Collectively uh, Genuinely my, my reason why I'm bringing them up mate An outfield player does that I, it's done that in february he was dropped does geo stick with his guns here and stick that mclaughlin's still number one or is he going to drop him for mcgregor what would you do
3: Alan? Brew come straight back in straight back in tomorrow night for me i felt that game was coming for mclaughlin i has he's made me nervous um and numerous times at Ibrox with, he's mucking about, he's done a Cruyff term against somebody, I think it might have been a friendly, but it doesn't matter. Um, he mucks about the ball, I feel there's been a few goals this season where the balls went through him, I felt the equaliser against Hibbs; he didn't even make a die for, it wasn't top bag, I just feel as if there's been a few where it's easy to say, oh McGregor would have saved that, but. McGregor would have saved that. that. That is that is it for me, and he just looks like the number two goalkeeper like I thought he was. Yeah. I can kind of get sucked into this, like, oh, McGregor doesn't come for crosses, but I've, like I keep saying, McGregor never, ever came for crosses. It's not a thing he did. The defence are not dealing with it, and you're seeing that now. The goals that we concede come from wide. Tavernier is not stopping the cross. Barisic is not stopping the cross. Yelmaz, whoever it is, I'm not, I'm not individual And then the defenders aren't dealing with it when it comes across. It happened in the Europa League final. The goal we conceded in the Europa League final was from across and Goldson-Bassie didn't deal with it and it doesn't fall on the goalkeeper. I'm sorry, those on Saturday fell on the goalkeeper, the majority of them, and McLaughlin needs to be dropped for me. And um, what I'm worried about is that this pressure is now on Alan McGregor to be this superb goalkeeper that we knew he used to be. Whether he is anymore, I don't know. I know he's still a great shortstopper, but again, why have we not invested and bought a goalkeeper in? I th- I was convinced we would. I was convinced we would. I was convinced we were gonna go for that boy at Dundee United. I think I'm pretty sure he went to Celtic. I can't remember his name. I thought we we're he gonna was... go for someone like that, because yeah, he looked yes. a decent goalkeeper yeah. and I thought you'd be better suited to come to us. But do you know yeah, another another failing by us. Is it Van Brockhorst's decision? Is it the board? Collectively as a club, we've just not done the right thing and John McLaughlin's not number one for me, can they? never has been.
1: Scotia, your opinion on the matter. Is it... Have we just been... I don't know, kind of not fooled into it, that's probably the wrong word, but... McLaughlin's there, so why not play McLaughlin kind of thing? So we've just decided that Alan McGregor's finished, even though I mean he's shown signs of it. Of course he did. He was showing signs of uh, regression, mate. And there's no doubt about it. He was he's on the he's on the downward the downward slope. But or, or is this just John McLaughlin's decided that he's going to have the worst day of his career on Saturday and it's just unfortunate when it's happened? Or is the weight of the shirt too big for him? What's your what's your opinion on it on mate?
2: There's a I think there's a combination of a lot of things here and it harks back to what I was saying about giving McGregor, McGregor that extra year contract because McGregor came on off the bench in the Scottish Cup final and everyone at the time was like, right, that's his last game, Swan Song. And then McLaughlin can then sit and focus on being being the number one with McGregor getting that extra extra year contract extension. We've said we've said it all through the sort of the summer there that there's going to come a point when McLaughlin, if he does start as number one, is going to have a pure performance somewhere. He's going to and have. He's going to have a. Sa- he's going to have
1: a Saturday. Yeah, he's going to have a Saturday. Yeah, yes. I,
2: know, I think for McLaughlin, you can probably do, you can put it into that category if he's had an absolutely nightmare of a day. Because I've seen better goalkeepers like Donnarumma, like Allison, have shocking individual games, but it doesn't mean you know they'll, they'll continue to do that. So I think he's just had an absolute shocking performance. But it's this, you've got that problem because McGregor is sitting there. And as well, we don't, we've not spoke about him very much, but Robbie McCrory Mm -hmm. must be sitting there going like, am I ever going to get a look in? Because I think people's opinions now will get to like, well, we need to bring in a a number one starter now. So time's probably up for Robbie McCrory, which I hate to say, because I think he had the potential to be a long-term number one for us.
1: Well, even when you think when we were we were COVID-stricken, mate, the Hollander goal against Celtic when um, McCroney came in, he was superb. Generally, he didn't put a foot wrong that whole, that whole game. Um, but I, um I, 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 I would bring in Alan McGregor because I, I just agree that that uh, well my opinion is that if an outfield player does has a performance like that, he gets dropped. Um, so it's up to them to prove to the manager again that he is he's ready for the for the shirt again. Um, but I do agree with Ryan. It puts an unbelievable amount of pressure on Alan McGregor for a game like tomorrow night that we'd expecting him to be the, the the kind of saving grace if you like in goals. Uh last one Ryan Kent Ryan I watched the game back as I said he rolls the ball to the Celtic player for the second goal literally rolls the ball to him to hit the free kick quickly. Um, see, if he doesn't want to be here, mate, then we, we have to do our best to move him on as quickly as we can. Uh, there will be calls for him not to play. I think the biggest issue with that, mate, is who do you play in his place? This, this is it. This is totally there, it. There is, there, we there's are, no one.
3: We are in a, a catch-22 from now to or. Or do you play Matondo out there and you drop Kent for now? But the, the, the thing that annoys me about Ryan Kent is we have this conversation every season. We had it last, this the same, same time last season and then he got. I think he got injured. and we were, I'm pretty sure I said something like, I don't know, I said something like, oh, that's injuries maybe done him a favour because he just didn't look up to it and maybe he'll gather his thoughts and come back and be on fire. He's so like... You summed them up perfectly all the day there, and you said he beats three, four men, then passes it back to Barmaric. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he just doesn't have, and then when he gets into, he gets into the box with the ball. He looks as if his feet are disconnected because from his ankles, because he just he can't shoot. He doesn't. I don't know. He just doesn't know how to shoot, and I don't know. I worry. I've, I said at the beginning of the season, what game was it? I slaughtered Ryan Kent, and then I think yeah, it was a. Livingston game but then he ended up crossing the ball for Arfield for the equaliser but I thought I just feel I want more from Ryan Kent I want more from a winger, I want more from an attack midfielder and probably that's where I'm coming from with Ryan Kent when I do criticise him I think he's got to just do a lot more, so much more on the ball and I think it is hard for him because he does get double marked or sometimes at I- because I've seen him three three boys on him but that's what he needs to deal with. That we need to move him out there, or shift him, or we need to do something with him. He does have ability. He has got this game to him. But you always think Ryan Kent is the best games he plays at Celtic Park. But see, just now he's miles off it. Absolutely, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him. Honestly, he's not in my team for tomorrow night. I wouldn't have him in my teammate because I thought it was a shambles on Saturday, an absolute shambles. And I hate saying that. I've said it a couple of times about him. Then he goes and has a, a good game, but. Very rarely do I go away from a game and think, like Dortmund game, he was amazing that night, amazing Dortmund away. Very rarely do I come away from Ibrox or a Rangers game and think, it must be catching the eye. he was phenomenal. And his numbers are, his numbers are poor. I don't care what Enemy says, his numbers are so poor and it's, it, it plays a part in why we are struggling um, to create and score goals.
1: Scott, Scott Wright's got a better goal ratio. Minutes played than Ryan Kent right now. <laughs> I think that tells you everything about Ryan
2: Kent's finishing product just now. Yeah, it's Kent's finishing products. It's really frustrated me for a long time now, but he gets away with it because one of the things that he always does, he always keeps going in a game. He doesn't hide in games, and you know that. Yeah. Some of that's taken him through, and he's getting taken through by people's memory of him a couple of seasons back and things like that. Like Ryan saying there, his numbers just aren't good enough really for that type of player that we want you you don't want your winger guy like that to, to have the numbers that he's got because he's one along with Kamara that if they get the ball and try and shoot I know they've done it occasionally in the past but it's far too occasionally particularly in the case for Ryan Kent. I mean if he would have said it before if, he'd, if he could put numbers to his game he wouldn't be at Rangers but at the minute he probably shouldn't be at Rangers because he's not got numbers to his game there could be better <laughs> options out there like I think I'm a bit, I'll probably have having my team tomorrow for the single fact is that I don't think we've got really too many other people that we can come in and replace him. If Lawrence was fit, then I would maybe be thinking about playing Lawrence out on the left-hand side and dropping Kent. But at the minute, I think just because of where we are as a squad, with the options we've got, Ryan says you could bring Matondo in there, but he's still not seeming to be getting up to speed. So that would worry me. He needs to get better domestically. And, you know, he will probably could turn in tomorrow night and turn in an absolute brilliant performance, score a hat-trick or something and put egg all over my face. But it's it's hard to see that, really, if you think about it.
1: Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, I think when you mentioned a point there, mate, that who else did you bring in to replace them? I think there's a lot of players in this team just now that know there's nobody there to replace them, and it doesn't really matter for them whether they play bad or they play good. Ryan Kent being one, Connor Goldson being another. Um James Tavernier, to a certain extent, as well, who hasn't had a good start to the season. And, yeah, I think there's another whole podcast and that, to be honest, just to speak about all that. But, yeah, look, we'll park that there, lads. I realise at the time... Um... I will try our hardest not to talk about that game ever again (laughs) from going forward now uh, until Ali comes back and probably wants to have his his say, but let's be honest, nobody really cares what Ali has to say because he's (laughs) an away son in his in Mexico. Uh, Right, we'll move on to the preview of the Ajax game, lads. Um, The big games just keep on coming. Um, as we've been recording the 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 Twitter the Twitter thread of uh, Van Bronckhorst press conference has came out. Um, he's mentioned a, a few things. I mean, he's going to. I've not heard the questions asked, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them have been around the disappointment of Saturday. He said we were all disappointed at the weekend. The worst feeling you can have at a game, and we have to get back up and be ready for the next game. We definitely need to improve from Saturday and we have to learn from our defeats and keep going. And... Um, Yeah, that's pretty evident, yeah. After a defeat, you reflect on your own decisions. Many things went wrong on Saturday. I have to keep trusting my players. We have bounced back before from poor results, and we need to do so again. Uh, And then just on Ajax, he said, Ajax have a lot of danger. A team with a lot of Champions League experience It's set up to be a great match for us to reach our level and play against a top team. Our level. <laughs> level. Oh, that's a that's one to use, I'm telling you, Mr Mr. Van Bronckhorst, that's one to use. a oh, level. Um I asked themselves are in a pretty good form actually pretty good form and um, within the league um they are yet to drop a point five games five wins 16 goals scored only three conceded the caveat that they have not played um, PSV, AZ alkmaar or Nord yet they won four now at the weekend uh, at home against Cambuur, um and they did just sell one of their, their star men anthony to man united However, Ryan, a certain Calvin Bass is going to be playing because I think their left, your usual starting left back, is injured. Uh, it's going to be strange seeing him playing against us, that's for sure. Uh, but put it this way, mate, we're in the group stages of the Champions League now. None of these games are going to
3: be easy. No, this is a this is another level now. This isn't Europa League. This is a complete other level, and um, yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting game for the Rangers tomorrow night and see how these players come out, because they'll need to be on it and switched on straight away. If I was Ajax, I would be straight about that multi-ball. That's what I'd be doing, just to see if we <laughs> if we have learned from it yet. Um, in terms of Calvin Bassey, this sounds brutal, and I'm not going for staunch points, but Calvin Bassey's moved on. It will be weird seeing him in an Ajax shot for the first five minutes, but after that, as far as I'm concerned, he's the enemy tomorrow night, and I want to see Tavkin right through him. Um Rangers need to. They really have a point to prove and have a point to prove to themselves, to the manager, to the fans. And what it's it's hard to get up for it because what happened at the weekend. But we're in the Champions League group stages. It is exciting, playing Ajax away. Is, it's going it's going to be something else tomorrow night. There will be in, <coughs> excuse me. There will be in for a hard game because this, the Ajax team batter goals in like that uh, team we played on Saturday. So. We will be up against it, but I wonder. I wonder if Rangers can raise raise the performance levels like they do in Europe and turn in one of these performances. Because everyone of us have said it at some point, you wouldn't put it past them to actually do that. It does worry me that Van Bronckhorst is saying things like he needs to stick by his players, or he needs to. What, what were the words he said there?
1: Uh, we need to be obviously playing a, a top-class team that will be able to reach our level.
3: <laughs> right. He said something else about stick uh, something about his players. He needs to stick with his players or something. I don't know, but it's coming out of stuff like in the sixth of September is a, a slight concern. um But that's how we have started the season. We have started on a total trail, a total snail trail. It needs to start tomorrow night. Tomorrow is the first big one. Not the biggest one this week, in my opinion, um, unbelievably, but I'm looking, I, I want a point tomorrow night. I want a point minimum tomorrow night. I know that sounds crazy, but we're Rangers, and I think we should be ambitious about getting through this group stage. I can hear laughs in the background, honestly, when I say that, but I think we need to be ambitious. I think we need to be like that as Rangers. We need to think to ourselves that if we get a point or three points against Ajax, then we can do something in this group, something can change, players' form can change, confidence can change, so they need to quickly forget about Saturday, as we all do, but the team first and foremost need to forget about Saturday and get on with us tomorrow night.
1: Yeah, of obviously I'm just reading this directly off Twitter as we're recording me, I haven't actually seen the video of the the press conference, Uh, but Tav spoke to the <clears throat> Spoke to the press. Um, he said, "Obviously, the weekend was very disappointing. We had uh, we need to bounce back straight away. We want to put in a performance tomorrow for our fans. Um, we openly speak as a group. We always go through the game, no matter the scoreline, and we know what we need to put right." Um, We all know we need a performance. We all expect high standards and we can't let that level drop. The character of the team is strong. We have experience of playing PSV and Nord now in Europe and we look forward to going up against the best teams. We want to come away tomorrow night with a good result and take that into Aberdeen at the weekend. There is always fire in this squad to rectify and improve to the standards we have. Now, that's all reassuring words. Generally, it is. That's all nice to hear. It's good to... Hear that from James Tavenier, but actions speak louder than words and in this case, in my personal opinion. And he can say as much as he wants, it's all about what is actually happening within the, the squad just now. Um, and look, mate, we know this team, we know this how geo is in Europe, and there'll probably be another peeping over of the cracks tomorrow night. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I mean, I can't really blame Tav for coming out with the comments that he comes out with. And yes, when people hear them back, you think they're maybe a wee bit like drip fed to you and say it, media trained, media friendly. But as fans, we'd be going just as mental if he came out and said, "Oh no, we're absolutely terrible. We're rotten. We're this. We're that." Where's the confidence? Where's the belief? Because we done it with Goldson last season when he came out with his comments after the uh, Hibbs game. So. You know, I can understand that they need to come out with this, the Kenny Party line. That doesn't that, Stuff like that doesn't bother me too much, but it's Rangers and it's Rangers in Europe. So it's going to be interesting because you mentioned there, you mentioned obviously Anthony away to Manu, but they've had a massive turnover. I think they've just under £200 million worth of players have went out the door. This summer for them it seems to be one of these summers that Ajax tend to have that they shift on an awful lot of their players like obviously Martinez went away to Manu as well and then Haller away to Dortmund and Gravenberch to Munich you know and 16 and a half million was the cheapest of them <laughs> so a big turnover of players brought in a few players as well it was interesting that Tav was out in the press conference because he's going to need to have a really good game because that boy Bergwin. It was at Spurs mm. last season. He's come in he's in the window lost. and he started off pretty well as well. I think you'd mentioned there that they'd left-back they brought in and um, He's out injured at the minute. I think bassi has been playing as a centre-half along with, what's his name, Timber and, and centre-half. So I think Bassi probably starts centre-half as well, which Kenny intrigued me Is like, oh, I wonder what Morelos was like up against Bassi at centre-half in training, if that would have any bearing on um, Gio's thoughts and his team selection or not it's going to be an interesting game but I think it's the of game that we probably need after the performance we've just had there I would much prefer having this game than you know if we were just going straight into the Aberdeen game after that that performance at the weekend I think this this will suit the players better more so I'm, I'm trying to build myself up to be confident but I think we can get a result at least
1: yeah, you're always you see you're coming round already, mate. See, this podcast's good for that kind of mate. It gets, gets the therapy going, mate. Gets the the good feeling going. No, I mean it's a massive game generally. As I actually a good score, a good team, no doubt about it. Last year's champions. Uh, it's going to be a tough match, but I would agree with you, Scott. I think this is probably the better game to have than to have a if we'd Aberdeen on Wednesday night at Pattridge. I would not be feeling very good at all. <laughs> I'd be like, well, oh, no, because you just kind of know what to expect. Um, but th- this game might suit us quite well. Um, I think it could be quite a frantic game. Obviously, both teams are going to want to get as good a start as possible in um, the start of the Champions League. I actually fancy their chances are going through as well. So, uh, it's a really interesting game. They have got quality. There's absolutely no doubt about it, but I think we have shown as a squad uh, in Europe, it's, uh, definitely in Europe, that when we're on it in Europe, we well, are pretty much a match for anybody if Gio gets it right. He's a very experienced... He's an experienced... Um, European manager, uh, and he knows the Dutch game extremely well. So I'm I'm confident that he's done his homework, and I just hope this time round that he gets the the tactics correct and doesn't choose to play three holding midfielders. Please do not do that, Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Thank you very much. So we'll come on to the interesting bit, um, Ryan. You can go first, mate. Who's your team for
3: tomorrow night, and what is your score? Do you want my team, or do you want the team that I think Gio pick? <clears throat>
1: I want your team, but you can also tell me what you think Geo will pick, if you wish.
3: Okay, I would, I'm would. i going to pick McGregor and goals, Tavernier, Golton, Sands, I'm going to pick Yilmaz, I think he'll pick Barisic. Not that Barnard did anything wrong offensively, I thought he was <clears throat> half-decent on Saturday, but defensively that's still there and I think you need a defender and you need to start playing this Yilmaz, I say it every single pod, but what are we doing? Anyway, rant over with that. I'm going to play Lundström. I'm going to play Charlie McCann because where is that boy playing? But he won't play. Uh, I think he'll play Ryan Jack tomorrow night with Lundström. And then I think he'll play... I think he'll play Kent, Tillman, Wright, Cholak. I would play Matondo, Tillman, Wright, Cholak.
1: Fair enough, mate. What's your score prediction?
3: I'm going to go 2-1 Rangers... Bassey
1: oh. own goal for the first one. <laughs> yeah, he owes his one, doesn't he? he Get he up, he's Calvin one. Bassey. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would love to see a sort of rotation like that, but no, um, I I, that. my team's my teams, what I think he's going to pick, um, apart from one, because um, McGregor's in, but I think he'll play in the uh, But for me, McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Sands... Barisic, Lundstrom, I'm the same. I think he'll play Jack. He might play Kamara. Um, he might play Kamara. I think it's a toss up between Jack and Kamara. Uh, Tillman, I think he'll play Ryan Kent because I don't think he's got an option not to. Uh, and it'll be true and Wright. Um, the the other two Uh, I'm going for two each I'm going for Trolak to score first And I suppose that says a lot about how I'm feeling About this Rangers team right now But uh, hold on to your seats everybody It's going to be one of those games Scotia, your team in score mate
2: Yeah I've had this kind of similar thought And and realised we're at the hour mark So probably can't go into discussions too much But I was thinking maybe Go for it mate, go for it Bring King in. Bring in King at centre-half oh. alongside Goldson and push Sands further actually the Midfield, That's I, a good shout, I, I totally
3: agree with you, Scotia, because I think, sorry to jump over you, but I do like your thinking in that because I was speaking to somebody earlier and I'm kind of like, see when we're talking about not having depth, where is he going to play these young boys? I know Lowry's injured, but see McCann is brought into the first team and King and who's the other one? Lowry obviously is injured a bit, but there's He's another one. Well. I can't remember. Yeah, well, if he's going to bring these boys in, why play them? If they're good enough to be in the first team, play them because clearly so many of our first team are way off it at the moment. Sorry. It's,
2: like, it's a cracking shout, Scotia. It's a cracking shout. It is. it is, So, yeah, I'll go for the team that I want them to play. So it won't be the t- it won't be the team that I think it will be, but the team I want. So McLaughlin, Tav, Goldson, King, Barisic, Lindstrom, Sands, Tillman, Kent, Trolak and Wright
3: your score science midfield
1: 2-1 with have to score a penalty <laughs> obviously <laughs> must be a penalty uh no i'll make. i generally like that thinking and i honestly if 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 dave was fit and playing a hundred percent i would go with that i would put sands into the midfield i don't think science has really done anything to deserve to be dropped i mean i know nobody was particularly good on saturday but there's nothing really evident me that i can remember sans thinking oh you've had a shocker there um collectively that the whole team wasn't good i get that but there was no glaring um glaring mistake um maybe there was as i say i closed my eyes for a lot of the game when i was watching the back so um but no i like your thinking mate putting signs out in the midfield to generally do um i'd love to think he'd be brave enough to do that mate but i think all three of us sitting here right now know he will not do that. (laughs) He will just not do that. But look, an interesting game, nevertheless. Um, I'm sure, again, the reason we've done the podcast like this tonight is because I thought it was important to try and really put this to bed and try and move on and to try and Cover as many bases as possible. Um, we all we're all aware of what's going on with the club right now. We all have our different opinions on where the where the stem of the problem is coming from. Uh, but however we are all Rangers fans and we need to back this team into the Champions League um, proper. Um, the Champions League proper. This time the music actually means something now, which is uh, which is brilliant. And I know by tomorrow, uh, tomorrow afternoon, at the very latest, I'll be absolutely buzzing to see us in the Champions League again. So for tonight that will do remember if you would like to support the pod and to help us grow you can join the youtube channel for as little as 99p or 199 to really support us reaching the next level if you have already signed up to that please go to the community page on youtube and take part of the poll we have running just now we would like to hear from you and um, you can also buy the podcast a coffee and sign up to the coffee buying membership via buymeacoffee.com again if you're a coffee buying legend, please check your emails regarding the same poll that is on the community tab, um, all links for all of that are below if you would like to join, so Scotia, thank you very much for tonight mate, and uh, I'm presuming it's us three again tomorrow night because I don't know where Alistair is,
2: when's he home? I'm sure he's home tomorrow at some point, or he leaves he? tomorrow night at some point, oh, I might, might miss it again, it might be great, <laughs> rub, the, rub that into him
1: <laughs> yeah, cheers for tonight no, though mate cheers.
2: Yeah, cheers, Carney. I'm just—I'm glad that that's us now. Got that out of the way, and we don't need to speak about Sunday or Saturday even ever again.
1: Honestly, I'm going to try my hardest not to. I'm going to try my hardest not to. <laughs> uh, Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, thanks very much for um, for tonight, mate. And yeah, boys, speak to you tomorrow, mate.
3: Yeah, cheers, boys. Yeah, I'll be up for it tomorrow. Um, I think I'll be the same once the uh, once afternoon comes, and you you know Rangers are playing the Champions League, and it's getting closer. Hear that music, see Rangers in the Champions League will be a buzz and I will be well up for it, there's no doubt about that. And hopefully Rangers can get the feel-good factor back just ever so slightly going into a Saturday 12 o'clock kick-off. Looking forward to that one as well. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's always a backhanded compliment with you, mate. Always a backhanded compliment. <laughs> I, yeah. I just want to be after all you say. <laughs> Yeah, brilliant mate, um, as always please do like the videos, please subscribe to the channel that would be smashing um, and whatever you listen to is if you could drop us a wee 5 star rating as well, that would be much appreciated we will be back after the game um, tomorrow night with a reaction video uh, and thank you so much again for getting us past 3k subs um, the target is now 4 everybody, the target is now 4 so we are club at 22 the Rangers podcast, play up the famous Glasgow Rangers, cheers everybody